Welcome to Off the Record. Finally, for the first time, Off the Record as a sponsor. So let me get the sponsorship out at the beginning of the show for everybody while I know y'all are paying attention. But wherever <laughs> you're listening, however you're listening, however you're watching, shout out to Stitcher. You guys really need to check out the Stitcher app. Um, for those that, that's watching and listening, you already know, you know, you might uh, mess with Stitcher. You might know how to get down. But for those that don't know, Stitcher is a free podcasting app on iPhone and Android. And they've got Stitcher Premium. And it has all kinds of dope uh, shows that you can get ad-free and premium content. So check out Stitcher. Check out their app. Check out Stitcher Premium. Use promo code CROSSOVER and you get a month free off of Stitcher. So what's going on, fellas, man? How y'all feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Feeling great. Damn, we 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 got a sponsorship already. That's better than the last place we was at. Oh, too soon. I had to get one in. I had to get one in. <laughs> it's great for the information to be put out there to know that you know we have that we have that sponsorship. Um, yeah, man, we're moving along, moving along, taking them strides, taking them strides, taking those steps. To where we want to go and where we need, you know, need to be. So, sure, just the beginning. It's definitely just the beginning. Now, I know you all. I'm sure y'all were on social media at least the last 24 hours when um Cardi B and Meg dropped that joint. Um, WAP. I, I, I don't want to say what it stands for. I, I, you know, I'm a Christian man. My middle name is Christian, so I, I, I don't want to say what it stands for. But wet, wet ass kunani. <laughs> Yo, I, listen, I'll be honest. I might get clowned for this show, but I I didn't figure out what it meant until like today. When did it drop? It dropped yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't figure it out until today, and I was like, oh, that's why everybody talking about it like that. So, but I just saw the video today. I, I haven't saw, seen. I saw screenshots. Yeah, I listened I, to it last night. Yeah, uh, I saw the video this morning. Morning of afternoon. And yeah, this is. Did y'all see all the like? Did y'all see all the y'all see all the Republican like congressmen and senators coming out talking about that song sat women back like ages? And one of the Republican congressmen, of course, they're white. They said that um that Megan Cardi be a product of growing up without fathers in their lives. Y'all see all that? Ooh, I did not see that. I did saw. Go ahead, go ahead, Park. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, B. My bad. No, I was just saying I, I did see a lot of backlash. I saw I saw some about the uh the Kylie Jenner thing. I guess that's a little bit mm-hmm. I don't know. I but I, I don't I don't get I don't get that hate, I guess. You know, they're calling her a culture vulture or whatever, but like some of the things that's being said, it's just like they started a petition, you know, <laughs> almost got fifty or they're trying to get fifty thousand uh, votes or, or signatures. <laughs> I don't know. To get it removed, right? All right, it's just it's just to get it removed from the video, like that's a that's a bit much. That's a bit. Yeah, much. I didn't hear about this congressman thing. I didn't. There's a I didn't bunch hear, of them. I didn't hear about that. I'm not surprised because, um, Acardi has been over the over the years has been very open about her uh, political stance and, um, surprisingly to some, she's she's into politics a lot. And I think recently she came out and said she spoke to Joe Biden about um, his possible VP nominations. So I'm not surprised that they're coming out and speaking. I did see, though, our buddy, Dr. Boyce Watkins, say that, though. 
I did see him come out and say, uh, <clears throat> "This is a, this has set black women back. This is a product of not having um, your father in your life. This is also why." Um, what did he say? I I don't I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it was along the lines of something like. This is why 12 year olds, we get mad when our 12 year old um, daughters or whatever um, get hit on or they overly sexualized. This, yeah, is, a, this is a result of that. He, he said something along the lines of that. I can't, like, Boyce is one of those people that he, look, he's just capitalizing on the attention that's coming off the song. That's why he's saying something in the first place. Second of all, beyond all of that, man, like, if if that if that song if your twelve year old is listening to that song that's a product of the parent not of the artist, period. Really? Like that's just that's just what it is, man. So like, and kids are gonna find that kind of music, you know, enjoyable because that's what kids do. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if they want to rap about that, then they can rap about it, man. Like it's not new. We actually went back after we listened to it last night. We went back and found music from black folks in like the 30s, and I mean it was vulgar, like. <laughs> it it wasn't what you like it was in your face vulgar you know what i'm saying and certainly if you listen to the comedy shows from back then from like red fox and richard pryor their shows are super vulgar and so yeah it's hard to be critical of this when like it's really a generational thing that song isn't made for people in their 50s it's made for younger younger people but we all had our music like that within our generations so i don't i don't you know, whether they had fathers or not, that's not going to not going to dictate the kind of music somebody likes. Like one politician was like one of the Republicans was like, um, they happen to stumble on it. And my thing is, if that came up in your Apple feed or your Spotify feed, that tells me you're already listening to that kind of music. Because right. those lists are curated based on what you listen to. <laughs> so like and they the same ones that we live just outside of D.C., all of us. They're the same ones down there on the block hollering at prostitutes on the low. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 This it's it's always been that like the previous generation usually always has a problem with you know music that that comes out in the generations after it. I mean, I mean we you know I I will you know not listen to certain type of music not because you know I I appreciate that. You know, there's artists there, but there are some type, some things that I that I don't listen to. But like, I I don't know, like it, it that always kind of like confused me how people could be like that though, because I remember growing up, I wasn't really allowed to listen to, um, you know, songs with explicit lyrics. At least if my parents caught me, they would confiscate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, CD or whatever. But like, <laughs> I seen like Terminator aliens right you know (laughs) you know so like it was like i was a movie buff you know from the beginning because you know my dad watched a lot of movies so i I don't know i was always kind of confused by that i mean like you said artists like marvin gay sexual Mm -hmm. i mean i I know there's some folks out there that will you know right right you'll put that song way up you know at the time one of the best songs ever but then you know and WAP is, is you know. And look, while and while people might not mess with R. Kelly right now, when R. Kelly was 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 cool, he his music was super vulgar, and everybody in the '90s was rocking to his joints. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean cut it out. Yeah. I got confiscated. Just think about it. <laughs> think about the song key, key in the ignition. You know what I mean? Like metaphorically, what of course we all know what that stands for. So yeah, every, every every generation, you know, has their music your way is raunchy and vulgar, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I wanna I'll go back as far as like yo the the late 70s, early 80s. Like yo, one of the most vulgar, nasty mugs that I've heard. And was totally surprised that my parents used to blast every Saturday night was Clarence Carter. Now, I don't know if y'all know about uh, Clarence Carter. Nah, I've never heard of Clarence Carter. The song is called I Be Stroking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was like a smash hit. Like, <laughs> I be stroking oh, in the east. I be stroking in the yo, like. So like I'm like I, I remember walking in, my parents listening to that one day, and I'm like, "Oh, dog! Like I thought, you know, y'all was mad at with the stuff that we listened to, but yeah. that's mm-hmm. on the same ones, bruh." The artist, I, I keep I, I keep forgetting her name, but the song is "You Can Ring My Bell." I mean, if uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know who I, I keep forgetting the lady's name, but I mean, that song right there. If you listen to it, I'm like, yo, come on. If, if we look, I want, I want Esther from um, Sanford and Son, LaWanda Page. She's got a comedy bit called uh, Pipe Laying Dan. And you can imagine what that's about. <laughs> and that's in black and white. Like, that's, that's a black and white comedy set. So, like, yeah, you, you know, you got, I think we got to be careful getting on your high horse. Like, it might not be appealing to somebody older, but like, if kids like it, <laughs> they, they, they're going to find a way. Here's, here's my thing with it. It's it's adult entertainment. And if it's kept right. in that realm, then fine. I, I watched um, part of uh, Cardi's um, interview, well, most of it, with uh, The Breakfast Club. And, and Charlamagne asked her, asked her, yo, do you, you let your daughter listen to that? And she was like, you know, maybe when she get older, you know? So, I mean, it, it's, it's adult stuff. I think the problem is that it's just so easily accessible by kids. I mean, they gonna, this song's Gonna be on the radio if it's if it's not already. Uh, you know the video is gonna be played. I mean, kids can watch this stuff now. If if you put it in a way that you know only adults should or or could get to it, then you know I don't I don't think people will have as much problem with it. But I don't know. Well, so, speaking of, go ahead, Juan. Nah, yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's it's for it is for adult content. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot in it. You know what I mean? I, I don't want my daughter watching this shit. I, you know, like I, don't, like, yo, I gotta turn it down. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want Jordan hearing it. The lyrics, I'm like, yo, it's, it is a lot. It is a lot. <clears throat> so if I stumble my across my daughter watching it, I, I, yeah. But you know what? You know what, y'all? For the adult content, yeah, that's what you like. That's what you know. Like you, you old enough to decipher what is what. I mean, yeah, cool. You, you know. But yeah. I, I, What's considered what's considered old enough? Like so, if you if you if Jordan was in high school, would you would you have a problem with him listening to the song? I mean, I would, but at the same time, it's like yo, they're gonna get to it, you know. I mean, he's gonna listen to it somehow. Just like with me, we were listening to Doggy Style. Like I know, you know, I mean, our folks didn't want to listen to it, but somehow the, the tape guy and I, and I, you know, and our and our cassette tapes or whatever, or you know, we was always talking mm-hmm. about it, so. I mean, yo, it, it, 
I, I was about to get you. I was about to get you if you said because I do remember ninth grade that little that little Kim that little Kim poster circulating when she oh. was kneeling. My brother had it up on his on his wall, and my I can't believe my mom didn't make him take it down, but he sure enough did. He definitely had it up. Yeah, I know you you remember. <laughs> like I remember, yo. I remember actually that day. Matter of fact, yo, you know the first person that had it, um, Alex. Who? Cordy. Oh, Cordy. He, he had it. But he was yo. also the youngest person I knew with a tattoo at the time. <laughs> so I mean, yo, I, we was I never forget, yo. We we was in the library, yo. And he he had the magazine, and he was passing that joint around. And, it, and I remember, I'll never forget that ninth grade. And so, and I'm sure our parents wouldn't have liked us peeping that. But you're right. I mean, it circulates. Things like that circulate. You can you can censor it as you know, but so much. You know what I mean? But especially today with the mm-hmm. the net and how things are so so available on the net. But like you, like you guys said, man, it's generational, man, and every generation had a song or an artist that, you know, put some stuff out like that. But I will say, for the most part, from what I've seen online, um, you know, most people listening to it was like, yo, I've seen some people say, yo, I ran in the car to peep it. You know what I mean? What, when I, get the, I went somewhere where I can get away from the kids to peep it. So I think everybody knows the content of the song. So I think it's just like, you know, I think I think for the most part, people are trying to, trying to you know, do their best to, they want to hear it, but they're trying to keep their, keep it away from their kids. Well, and, let me, I mean, you're not, like, you're, I don't think any of us would, like, listen to it with our kids, but, like, I think y'all are right. Like, at a certain age, they can't listen to it around you, but they are going to get to it. And so, I, on, on some level, it really is what it is, because we all were that age once. And that's, that brings me to my next question. Who y'all got? WAP or Tip Drill? I got Tip Drill. You did have that purple do-rag, Juan. <laughs> yeah, you did have that Ready Boss jersey. <laughs> on, I, I did. On, you, you did used to wear your Wild Lake jersey like that, too. On, on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that was a good one. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yo, I, uh, easy for me. I'm gonna say tip drill, easy, yeah. easy, yeah. easy, easy tip drill. Yeah, tip drill is just like I don't know what to say. Like ahead of ahead of his time. Like I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, but I felt with like WAP, it was like when you watch it, it's like oh 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 okay, we doing that. But it's still like. It, it still doesn't feel like it's not something that we haven't like already seen. Like tip drill, I I, I don't remember seeing anything like like tip drill previous to tip drill. But I mean, they yeah, never, I'm gonna drill on this one. They also like, they also made it for adult content. Like yeah, aired at like three in the morning, right? Yeah, you couldn't right. watch it unless it was like on BET Uncut. So you know, like kids that was 17, 60. You couldn't, you couldn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't have access to it. Like you had to be, and you said you had to be up three o'clock in the morning watching BT and cut videos. So, I mean, they also had it in the mind too that, you know, it's, it's, it's for adults only. Did, did Nelly play tip drill in the, in his verses? Do y'all remember? Did y'all see that one? Did he? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, yeah. I would hope so. I would hope he played it. I, I look, I, I, I'm going to say tip yeah, drill. Yeah, he did play it. He played it. 
I'm I'm gonna say tip drill because of this. One, uh, you know, piggybacking off of what you okay, piggybacking off of what you said, uh, uh, Brandon. Like you, it was before his time, right? It was something that we never seen on on TV, on cable TV, or whatever like that. Et uncut, um, and it was just. I mean, bruh, it was just different. You know what I'm saying? And I think even with WAP, like, I think, you know, it has some, it, it has some sexual content in it. But I think, I think what makes WAP what it is, is the lyrics and what they're saying and the hook and that type of stuff. I think Tip Drill, I mean, the lyrics too, but I think the visual side of Tip Drill is what made it. You know, what I mean, what made it different? It made it made it what it was, or what it turned out to be. So, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tip Drill. Yeah, the, the like the fan the fantasy of how Tip Drill was created, like the house, the, the like the <laughs> the big mansion. You know, it's beautiful outside. It's like you you, you you know you're with all your 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 buddies. You know what I mean? And it's it's like stripper galore. So like everybody's having fun. Like everybody's out. It, yeah, I mean, it just made it. It just made it. I mean, the whole fantasy of it was just like, yeah, damn. It it was great, great video. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> and the reason I say like I feel like I've seen like Watt before, like you know, my lady she listened to uh, Megan Thee Stallion. So, <laughs> to be honest with you, yo, most of make most of the stuff I heard from Megan Thee Stallion is on this level. It's just. She got, you know, it's her and Cardi B in the song, and the video uh, gives you uh, plenty, plenty of visuals, plenty of visuals. Yeah, I feel like, like, so I'm gonna be honest, man. Like listening to this last night, WAP was the very first time I'd ever heard Meg Thee Stallion rap. I had never heard her rap before. I had no desire to, um, but I, I didn't. But. I think the song the song is a banger. I think it, I, I was I was surprised at how good it was. It starts off with you know there's some hoes in this house like the old club song joint. Like I mean it's a it, to me it was a banger. But in terms of what they're saying, we grew up in the '90s and there was a young woman named Lil Kim, and she would get pretty sexual on tracks, right? So like there's nothing that WAP is gonna produce that I haven't heard from someone like Kim or Foxy Brown. But it, then with Tip Drill, the visual, it, you're right that. I mean, the lyrics, you know, the lyrics were wild, but then the visuals of swiping the credit card between the girl's butt cheeks and her twerking, <laughs> like, we had never seen nothing like that, that before. Like that. <laughs> like, that, but I was talking to Quan about this before we record. I'll throw this one out. There's no video for it, but Snoop played it during his verses with DMX. Ain't no fun. Oh, I mean, that's weird. As you was talking. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> ain't no fun is pretty vulgar Very like fun. if that had a video there's no way they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably tried to attempt or wanted to do one there's no way that joint would have got cleared in any way when that joint uh, they, they would have pulled it off they would have pulled it off somehow some way hey they pulled off doggy style they they <laughs> I don't know, yo, <laughs> but uh, Nate Dogg, yo, I, he, he's one of my favorites. Like, his verses are classic. They are very, 
A lot of them are raunchy as hell, but he's singing his ass off. <laughs> yes, he, he does. He does. Nate Dogg, one of the one of the greats. One of the greats. Yeah, I, I'm a big Nate Dogg fan. Well, I guess I want to transition to a more lighter, serious conversation. I don't really know how to do that after talking about <laughs> tip drill and <laughs> ain't no fun. Uh, <laughs> but on a more serious tip um so i saw this question the other day and I, y'all have probably seen it in a number of places also but basically the question was like like who's number one in your life or who would come first your wife your child or, or your mother and i hate <laughs> these hypothetical questions but i did want to talk to you guys about that and just kind of set the backdrop for any of the viewers or listeners that might, you know, t- to get an understanding of what our perspectives may be individually or why we may choose who we choose or whatever. Like, I'm the only non-parent on the show. My three co-hosts all have kids. Um, I'm the only one that's actually married on the show. Uh, and then Mike and I have lost our mothers already. And so that might play into who we decide is number one or whatever. But just to give everybody a backdrop on what our decision making may be. But I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, but I mean, by all means, someone take a stab at it. Uh, you want to go, Parker? Yeah, nah, you got go ahead. You got it, bro. Um, I think it's I think it's it for me. It's it, it's dynamic. I mean, right now, since I'm not married, um, you know, my, my child is 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 number one for me. Um. Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say, after, I mean, for me right now, I mean, of course, my, my child, my family, so that, that's my child, my mom, and then my lady. But once, once she becomes my wife, um, I mean, this is like my life partner. And in a lot of ways, like, I mean, basically, a lot of ways right now, she, my lady is probably, you know, uh, my number one priority, like when my son is is not here in the house. <laughs> so it really depends on the situation, who you know, at the time. Uh, but I mean, once, once I get married, uh, I mean, she'll definitely be, I think she was at the top of the list there. Um, and then that's tough right there because then it kind of flip-flops between like your, your child and your mom but again it, it, it depends on for me it depends on the on the situation but i guess by default it would be my wife my child and then my mom yeah yeah i agree um once you're married it's <clears throat> once you, I, I believe in research that i've done once you're married it becomes your wife you know your kids your mother um that yeah that i mean that's how the order should be um because shit if you don't take care of what you need to for your wife your ass ain't gonna be happy <laughs> because she, she ain't gonna be happy so you know what i mean um so yeah i mean that's that that's the order that's the order of, of how, how, how it should go you know i believe you know when, you, when you're married um just like you said you know if you're something to where you you know you have kids or you know yeah, then, you know, your kids come first, you know, the person that you're with, you know what I mean? It, their priority as well, you know, family, their priority. But once you're married, yeah, you know what I mean? That, that, the, your life partner who you're with, that she comes, she, she comes first. So, 
and I, I, Alice, I, I appreciate how you put it to start to start this segment. So, from a biblical sense, right? And we all we all are spiritual beings, and in, in, in one way or another, from a biblical sense, it's once you're married, it's your your wife, spouse, mother, right? <clears throat> I don't disagree with that. Um, but I do think certain dynamics can change that thought process. Um, as someone like Alex said, who's lost a mom, and in that process, we both have similarities in the process of in the way that we lost our mom. We, um, at one point in time, became caregivers of those people of our mother. So, you know, once you're thrusted into that role. I know for I know for myself, and it could, I'm sure it's different for Alice because he was actually married during that time. Um, I was a single man during the time that I lost my mom, but I know that I shut everything else out around that time. Um, she was it, you know. what I mean, I got to take care of my mom, and that's it. And it hurt. It. I'm not gonna say. Well, it did. It did hurt some situations when it came to to dating because i had to let that be known like bro like you know my time might be a little bit you know handcuffed because you know my mom is my priority and you know they all from the jump said they understood but once it came down to that very moment those moments when i had to count i had to cancel something because i had to take care of my mom it became an issue so I, like I said, I don't, I don't disagree with the biblical sense of it. I do. I agree with that. But I do think there's certain, um, I think situations change that. And I think for Brandon, I, I, if, if from outside looking in and knowing your ass for 25 years, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, you know, your son becomes number one for you because of your circumstances. He's not in home with you all the time, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, so I'm sure that circumstance is what plays a role in him being number one for you, you know what I'm saying? And even when you get married, I, I, that may not change. You see what I'm saying? I see. Yeah, I feel you. I see. So it's because he, you know what I mean? It's just because that's the the circumstance. So I don't want to speak for her, but I think, you know, in my situation, you know, I know. Um, with, with my fiance, I know her kids are the world to her. So I don't take it personal if it was her to say, like, yo, you know, with her circumstance and stuff like that, that my kids are, are one, or my, are my number one, especially when we first met. So I, I just think it, I think it's based on the circumstance and the situation of what you're going on. But I do think it is, I do think it's, it's vital to understand what they say the biblical the biblical uh, order is as well. I think it's, I think it's vital to understand that meaning, but it's also vital to be able to understand that circumstances may may level some of those things out. Mm -hmm. That makes me sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I I believe in the biblical sense, and one of the things about this conversation that like when I see it on social media or other places that gets on my nerves is people take it so literal, right? Like 
well, what if we only had like one peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the parent, my wife had to eat on my kid? Well, come on, man. Like, obviously the kid needs to eat, right? Or like, what if someone needed an organ? Like, what does someone need an organ right now? Like, let's, let's talk about like real life, like how things really are. And for me, it's not who's at the top. It's more who's at the bottom and the bottom being the foundation. And so if you look at it from a biblical sense, the Bible says you leave your parents home, you start your own, you and your spouse are supposed to be the foundation. And if you and your spouse are the foundation, then everything else can go on top of that, right? Like your child clearly comes on top of that. If your parents need support, that goes on top of that. So for me, it's more of a foundational thing. We were having this conversation last night, me and my wife, um, because like not being parents, people are always like, well, you don't understand. And to some degree, I don't because I'm not a parent. In other ways, I'm like, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't be a parent because it, <laughs> it, things don't always look so great. Like but um, we were talking about it in the context of like, for example, someone saying, you know, I don't know what it's like to have to get up in the middle of the night and be up all night with my kid. Right. Because I don't have a child. But my thing is, well, all you're doing is going down the hall. I can't tell you how many times I was up at one, two in the morning with my mother who lived 45 minutes away and being rushed to the hospital and being in a hospital for six hours, middle of the night. Like that's a different level of taking care of somebody than going down the hall and picking up your kids. They won't sleep. And so on some level, I get what it's like to be stretched thin um, when you have someone that's dependent on you. But also I think like, like my mother never expected me to put her above my wife. Like that was never even, I know some parents think that way, but like that wasn't even a, thought like Mm -hmm. my priority is who's in my home Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that like i was gonna let my mom go through her 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 situation by herself or if my mom didn't need something financially thank god she didn't but if she did like well certainly i would show support i'd give support Mm -hmm. but like it come to me these conversations always end up being like well the kid comes first well yeah in certain situations but the truth is like really depends on who's in your home and it does depend on if you're a parent and if you're married or if you have a parent that's sick or maybe your mother is it doesn't have a husband. I think that I think that plays a role, too. Like if your mother is 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 husbandless, she may lean on you a bit more than if she did have, you know, did have a husband. Yeah. But I don't whoever you rank number one. I do believe it has to be your spouse. Like I fundamentally believe that. Um, but that's just me, you know. I don't expect everybody to agree. Yeah, yeah I, really that too. I just, I, I feel as though, like, like, you, like you said, it goes back to people taking things out of content so much that, like, it's, they take, like you said, <clears throat> cutting the peanut butter sandwich and who's going to eat first? The kid will, well, no, I mean, at the end of the day, hey, we, <laughs> as long as the foundation is straight, we're going to make sure that our kid, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or my eyes on the door, or is going to be, all right, or my mother, or or, or my, you know, their mother or father is going to be okay. That, I, that, that's not like you said. It's sometimes it's taken out of context. You know what right. I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not to say that like you're not going to be supportive of you're not going to do what you need to do for your family. Is that that like you said? You leave and you cleave to your wife, so you begin to build that foundation of your family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, you're gonna also make sure that people that you know, family that that that's 
have cultivated and, and taught you so much that you're going to be there for them. You know what I mean? But you also got to make sure that that life that you're building is is strong and sturdy. So you can't support nobody else if your foundation ain't right. 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 Yeah. Right. I, and also, like people may, you know, think they may equate with like the, the amount of time they spend nurturing one or the other. See, most people, if, if you have one child or two kids live, living in the house, you, you're probably spending the majority of your time tending to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why people say, well, you know, well, the kids got to get this, kids got to get that. That's why they come first. Well, that's not necessarily true, as, as we all have already alluded to. It, it, it's like you said, it's that foundation, because if you're trying to take care of one, two, three, look, I got one. And he's very energetic and I don't have him all the time. He, he runs me. Yeah, he runs me ragged. Now, if I'm not on the same accord with my lady, at, at, you know, and, and they're all in the house at the same time, that just makes things mm-hmm. it just makes things a lot more difficult. So, yeah. Do you think that when people spend too much time focusing on their child, that they can their relationship can suffer, their marriage can suffer? Well, if it's not about well, it kind of is about the amount of time you spend with your child, but it's more so: Are you setting aside time for your spouse? So, like I just said, you might spend the majority of your day, especially with the kids home now, with school going on, you might spend the majority of the day, you know, trying to get them uh, uh, situated as far as eating, uh, schooling and all of that. But you, you definitely have to set aside time to, to take, care of your, take care of your spouse, tend to their emotional uh, uh, needs, their, you know, attention, you know, um, and I mean, as, as a man, I, um, you know, I was just watching uh, Breaking Bad again, and it's the part where uh, um, was Gustavo is telling Walt, yo, a man does what a man has to do, even when he's not appreciated. You know, um, he doesn't feel loved. He does it because that's what he has to do. So, at, you know, as a man, you know, you have to make sure that you, you spend in your time accordingly, a, a lot of accordingly. Now, it might mean that, you know, you, you stretching yourself thin and, you know, you might have to cut out some of the things that, you know, that are for you, you know, time wise. But I mean, it's all it's all about decisions, what you want in your own house. <laughs> Let me throw this at let me throw this at y'all. Do you think it's easier for a husband to make his wife the number one priority, or easier for a wife to make her husband the number one priority? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, it's easier for a woman from this standpoint. We are like dudes. We are naturally like I don't care what nobody says. Most dudes I know are naturally like mama's boys. Like, yo, you love I don't your- know, dog. I wasn't I mean, a mama's boy I at mean, all. You, like, you weren't a mama's boy, but like, like you, so, okay. My, the point I'm making is we all had that, that woman in our life that was who we looked to to be nurtured. And that, for you, may have been your grandma, right? So, like, it's, it's, it's not, Maybe okay. Maybe using the word. I see my man Keen. He's not a mama's boy, either. <laughs> but maybe not mama's boy. But I'm saying like, you you have a soft spot for that woman in your life, whoever it is. Like I said, Alex, for you it might be your grandma. You know what I'm saying? For me, my mom, Brandon, your mom, or your grandma, Brandon. Brandon, you was real close to you, your grandmother too. 
So you don't have that same soft spot for your fathers? I do. Now you know I, my dad, you know my dad was my best friend, but mm-hmm. I just think that for us, I think it's the opposite, right? So I think for for men, it's harder to put somebody above your mom, right? Or the leading ladies in your family. I think for women, it, it's harder to put it may be harder sometimes to put somebody over your dad. But if you factor in and you go a little deeper to all of these fatherless homes, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like most of the time the mom is, is typically there or those womenly figures is, are typically there. So it's just hard. I just feel like I, I don't know. I think it is easier for I think it's easier for a woman, man, to 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 put her man to put a man first. I, I just I just do. I don't know from I mean, if you look deeper into it, like I said, from these fatherless homes or whatever the case may be. But I think that it's a little tighter between that bond between a man and his mom or a man and grandmother or whoever that foundation is of their family. I think that bond is, is, is t- I mean, it's tight. Like we don't as men, we don't ask for much. Right. Especially from a nurturing standpoint. So that one person. <laughs> who gives us that, like, we don't ever want to let that go. You know what I mean? And, and so it's, it's, it's hard to see somebody replacing that. You know what I mean? And I know for myself, um, even after my mom passed and then I moved on and my life had started dating, it was, still, it was still hard for me to let that wall down of letting anybody do anything for me on down to, like, a woman wanting to make my plate for me. Don't get that. Don't don't get started on you getting your plate made, man. <laughs> but it was just, it was just that. I mean, it was just because I knew that was, you know, that was gone. So it was like allowing that wall down is kind of like, oh, yo, I'm letting, I'm letting, you know, my mom go. I'm letting somebody replace that. So it was tough. It was mentally tough for me too, from that standpoint. I find it interesting you use the word replace, and I think that's what a lot, like a lot of people do that. Like you get married you're replacing somebody like my mom made a speech at my wedding and she was like, you know, um, now she knows she has to let me go. And the truth is like, we, I love my mom to death, but like, I was never a mama's boy. I was more attached to my grandmother, but she's been gone since I was 17. So like when I got married, I was fully independent at that point. And even if, even when I got married, my wife didn't replace my mom. You know, when my grandmother was alive, she did not replace my mom. Like the roles just happened to change a bit. Like as you get older and as you get married and as you have children, the roles change. So even a child doesn't replace your spouse or vice. Like those things don't, they just all have different roles, I think, in your life. It, it, you know, I, I find it interesting that uh, the, the one person who's never on any of these lists in any conversation is the father. Like, where, where's the father on your priority list? It's like, where, nobody gives a, a crap about dads. I wouldn't cuss no more. But uh, <laughs> like, it's like, man, we we already understand like what it is, like the things that um, we just like women or, or I think are naturally nurturers and men um, naturally are like the the providers, the, the the protectors. So there's there's so many things that are like like on a on a on a man's mind, like 
a lot of times we're, we're the ones that are determining the direction of the family, you know, regardless, regardless of who makes what amount of money. Like there's a lot, there's a lot on a man's mind. And I just think uh, other men, like our fathers, you know, understood that. So it's like, <laughs> maybe we don't have to be on the list, but I, I just find it interesting that it's like, <laughs> his wife, child, mother, like father is never in this discussion. Like, it seems like father kind of get girl thrown to the bride patch. Yeah, men need, men need support, too. Diamonds that's going on in this, like, mother, child, wife, mother, child, wife. Like, you know, but hey. What about, yeah. Yes, mm. I mean, do you feel like, so all three of you had your dads. So do you feel like your dads got left out by your mother sometime? Like, she, you know, your, your mother may have sometimes forgotten about your dad or not shown your father the attention they deserve? To an extent, yeah, and also not not by not by doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. you know. I think, um, but you also get to understand as you become older and you become your own man and your own father. You like you have your own kids. You begin to see the certain dynamic of the things that your father may have went through when he was your age. You know what I mean? When he was going through what he was going through. For instance, <clears throat> you know. Let me think of a good situation. Situation in the sense of maybe you wanting to be there for your son um, at that particular, I'm just saying hypothetically, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, at that basketball game. And maybe the father wasn't able to be there that night because he had to actually work a double or something. You know, but, you know, in the mother's eyes, it, it may have been, yo, he could have made that game or he could have made, he could have, you know, he could have did this or that. And maybe he could have said that. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying hypothetically speaking, maybe he, he the the mother could have said that to the, the son or the whatever. Um, but in actuality and in hindsight, the father wanted to make sure that he was there. The father, you know, tried maybe to do everything as possible to actually be there, but maybe because of some type of situation, he wasn't able to, you know. But in the mother's eyes, or and maybe in his eyes. He may have saw it as like, well, my dad didn't want to be there. And that just is the case. You know what I mean? The case just could have been, you know, if he doesn't work, then he doesn't have a job. And then he can't provide for his son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or I'm just saying in hindsight of that. So, I mean, that, that could be a, that could be something. That could be a something. Yeah. I mean, we, we got, we, as men, we have, we have other things on our minds. So I, I think once, because, you know, if you're playing the role as a man and you are providing, you're doing this, doing these things, that that's really that's really your main concern. I guess where you fit on somebody else's priority list other than your wife's or, or you know, <laughs> it really probably doesn't even matter, at least to me. It does. Yeah, I mean, I think the role of a man, um, especially around the time that our fathers grew up, I think. I think they, it was appreciated. I think it was like unwritten, though, if so to speak, or yeah. unspoken of. Like everybody knew, you know, the dad, you know, brought home the chicken. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't, <laughs> and everybody knew. Like typically, you know, that's how we, that's how we surviving. You know, that's how we living. Um, but for some reason, like you said, Brandon, it was not. It was never really the focal point of of conversation. Um, which is, 
I'm gonna say interesting, but I mean, I get it. I understand why. I mean, this is what happens to us at times. But I don't. In my my particular situation, I think one of the things that I respected about my parents is like, you know, they had a great balance, and they, I, at the end of the day, whatever they may have gone through, whatever may have been going on at the time whatever uh, uh, issue they may be uh, fronted with, they were the ultimate teammates. So they fought that shit together. And I've always respected that about my parents. Like, I've seen it like, all right, bam, this is what's going on. We're going to take care of this shit together. We're going to band band together and make sure we take care of this. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, from my standpoint, it was just an ego respect. Like, I knew, you know, I knew the respect that they had for each other. They showed it in different ways, of course. You know what I mean? My mom wasn't shy of cussing my dad out when it needed to be, you know, when it needed to happen. <laughs> but um, but they ultimately they ultimately respected each other. So I don't think that my dad was, was missing anything in that department with me growing up. Well, I don't want to put y'all on the spot, so I'm going to ask this as we close out the show so you don't have to give um you don't have to go too deep if you don't want. But before we close out, just you guys as men, and I can answer this too, but like as men and and you guys are fathers, do you feel supported the way that you need to be in 2020? Mm. Y'all shook the answer. I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel supported? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've kind of just, just through life lessons I, I learned a long time ago, it, it, um, as far as support, like it's, it's always, it's always appreciated. And, and, and sometimes it, it is needed, you know, but um, I, I just, I don't look. I don't look to be supported. You know what I'm saying? Like anything that I got myself into, I'm, I'm trying to get myself out of. And um, as far as like money, like money is concerned, financially, um, I I made a pact with myself a long time ago to not ask my parents for money. <laughs> a long time ago, uh, early probably mid twenties at the at the latest. I was like, I'm not asking my parents for anymore. Um. So, but, uh, so from that standpoint, I don't really look for it. Like other ways, maybe like, um, I guess like emotional support and stuff like that. I think, I think I had that. I think I had that in my circle. I think I had that in my circle. So, um, although I don't look for it, I I think, I think I have what I need. I have what I need to, to get to where I'm going. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, you know, like pushing every day, striving every day. Um, of course, you know, praying to God every day to, to give me the strength, the sincerity. Um, I mean, to give me the serenity that, you know, that I need. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm pushing to do what I got to do, man, to, to, to be a better father, you know, to make sure I, I give my son what he needs, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm out here. And, you know, financially, as a father and as a man, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm on my own. Um, it is what it is, which is, you know, 
that's that's what you're supposed to do. So like at the end of the day, I mean, I'm I'm not really sitting there asking or like begging or complaining. You know, it, it is what it is. But I, I I do feel as though that I'm able to you know have the support that's needed. Um, like I said, from you know from family, my friends, you know my lady. Um, I mean, so from that aspect, yeah, you know. But I think it's society as far as a black father. Um, nah, uh, nah. Nah, nah, no. Um, but at the end of the day, like you know, that's how most black men probably feel. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it is what it is. So you know, you just, I just continue to push, continue to keep doing what I got to do. Um, yeah, man, and you know, shit, and, and keep striving. You know what I mean? To hope to you know to for something better, something great, and continue to send send in my life. You know what I mean? Keep pushing. You know, like I said, for for my son, my baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was going. I was going to go that route, Quan. If you didn't like, um, I don't think as a it, the world itself. I don't think. I don't feel. I don't feel supported. Mm. Um, my household, uh, my lady, my family, my friends. I feel supported mm. that in that way. Um, as you know, I just became. A first-time father, so you know, all of y'all wanted that for me. <laughs> just some of y'all wanted it for me more than I wanted it for myself. So, um, from that standpoint, like I've I've had tremendous support um, to you know when you know when I was blessed with this situation, my lady went out and beyond to even give me this you know to 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 bless me um, the chance to be. A father, so like I'm forever indebted to her because of some of the things she had to go through to make that happen. Um, that some people you know don't know. Um, but I do think, um, the world itself like it doesn't support us, it doesn't support black men, it doesn't support black fathers. Um, I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> you know what, will bug me. I post my son often on my on my social medias. And the part I mean it's I feel the love, but then at times like you feel like it's a surprise to people. You know, it's like, wow, he's really invested in his child's mm-hmm. life and, and upbringing. And it's like mm-hmm. that's the part that bugs me. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a fight. I feel like it's a fight for us as black fathers to prove that we want to be here. Like we got, it's like, we got to show society. We got to show the world that like the narrative that they creating or have created for us as black men that don't want to be present. is false. And I feel like we're up against that every day, every single day, man. Every so, single day. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like when you, when you see that, when someone see you with your son, or your child and that joy that 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 brings you you know when they have that oh man that type of look it's like what i mean what else am i supposed to like you know i'm only doing what i'm what i'm supposed to do right but it's like i don't know i just feel like that that's going to always be against us so no i don't i don't get that support from that you know what i mean um i do feel like that i do feel sometimes that you know, the praise that you get, um, 
from other people sometimes is a little I think they I think they mean well, but I think it, it you know that that whole factor of being shocked or happy that I'm that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do it kind of it kind of irks me. It kind of throws me off a little bit. I mean y'all are right. I don't think black men are supported the way they need to. And in fairness, black women aren't either. Sometimes it feels like we're butting heads to to try to get support and bingo. bingo. You know, for, from you know, from a society perspective, and the truth is, both mm. both black men and black women are oppressed in this world. Both are left to their own devices and trying to figure things out. And you know, working together is the best way. Me individually, me personally, I got I feel supported. Like, uh, not that I ask for support, but like when you get married, you basically like you sign up for the support. Like, if, if you're getting married, then you agree to support that person through thick and thin. And I know my wife supports me outside of that. Um, from a support perspective, like I don't really look to anybody else for support. Right. Like yeah. mom is gone. Grandmother's gone. Grandfather's sick. And I've got aunts and uncles that, you know, I, I know are there, but like I'm 38 years old. So at a certain point, like even long before this, I realized like, all right, I had to get myself straight. Because all those people that were giving support weren't going to be able to either because they were going to die, unfortunately, or they were, you know, they're getting older, they're retiring. And in the case of moms and uncles, they have their own kids. So like at some point you have to stand on your own too. And if you're in a relationship, you know, with your spouse, but yeah, I I feel supported and I'm fortunate with that. And I've I've always felt like there was people that were looking out for me, but I, I know everybody doesn't have that. But I do recognize when I go out in the world, um, I'm viewed as a threat. I'm viewed as someone nobody cares about. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it go, to me, it goes back to the foundation thing. Like it's important for me and my, within my four walls to have a solid foundation with my spouse. Mm-hmm. And hopefully with that foundation, then we can just endure what gets thrown at us. But no, I, I agree with you guys that I, the, the, Black men certainly aren't supported the way they need need to. Now, I will say this. I do think that we do get a lot of support from from women, like from our mothers, our grandmothers. Sometimes that, you know, uh, the the other women are alive. I do think we get a lot of support from that from that standpoint. But we just have to work together to support each other. So that's all I got on that front. Unless one of you gentlemen want to elaborate. No, I, I think that's important. I agree. We get that support, and you know, it's it's provided. The black women in our lives, the queens in our lives, the old earth in our lives, they 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 do that for us. Um, and also, too, we gotta we gotta step to the plate and do that as well for them. And I'm talking about me personally. Um, you know, <clears throat> every day, you know, making sure that I I I, I do what's right. You know, uh, for my family, for for my lady. You know, listening and and and. They, you know, staying focused and, and, and paying attention. So, um, like I said, yeah, I mean, that's for everybody. That that's they provide that. We have to provide that as well. Now, like I said, I'm just talking about for me personally. So, um, that being said, man, that, that was that was true, bro. It's important. It's important what you said, though, Alex. That um, I think I think one thing that gets lost is. And I, we spoke about this before, but I bet that ninety to ninety-five percent of the beef that's within a within a relationship is 
just that point that you made not understanding or not understanding what each other's going through or how they feel when they walk outside the door you know what i'm saying and looking for that understanding or looking for um that support you know what i mean and then it becomes a battle like you said so i think that you know as black folks we gotta be mindful of that that every you know we ladies we realize when you walk outside the door that you know it's against you as well as it it is against us and once we you know we all recognize that that's the case i think it'll be better for everybody i couldn't i couldn't said it better you got anything you want to close out on brandon (laughs) no not not that much um i mean i i didn't think about it from the perspective of uh from society supporting um black men but i agree with everything you guys said as far as you know feeling supported there but um i don't know i i guess from from a personal perspective again um i kind of subscribe more to the um life is kind of what what you make it and while i realize we, we've had our hurdles as black men and, and and as you know as black people um we still we still i i believe uh have some control of our destiny um you know the other the other piece obviously you know god if you're not religious or whatever but um we we have we have access to information now um we have access to each other um and a lot of black folks out here are you know already getting um so you know this whole uh buy black movement um let's continue to keep that push i think it's just the beginning um, I think things are going to change from a wealth standpoint for Black folks in, uh, in the future. I think I think our children will will uh, benefit from it more than we will, and hopefully their children benefit from it more than more than they do. But um, I don't know. I, I like I said, I agree with everything you guys said. But I, I guess from a personal standpoint, I, I feel like we we have we have what we need. We know that we can build our own. Let's. Uh, you you doing it yourself, brother. <laughs> let, 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 let's let's get out here. Let's use these tools that we have. Uh, let's support each other. Uh, let's let you know we, we need to fill in our own gaps in that in that in that sense. In, in, in my in my opinion, we need to fill in that gap for each other, for our own selves, support each other. So well said, man. Well, thank everybody for either watching or listening to the show. I'm Alex. That's Brandon, Quan, and Mike. You've been listening to Off the Record. Shout out to.